Hello, and welcome to Cheat Codes, a podcast powered by Wiggy, where we bring mentorship to you. Women in Games International is a nonprofit organization focused on helping you not just get into the gaming industry, but thrive there. Every Cheat Codes episode is live streamed every third Wednesday of every month on our Twitch channel so you can interact in real time with our mentors. For this episode, I sat down with Dedrin Sneed, a creative powerhouse in the comic book space, to talk about our Cheat Code of the Month, Context. Your context as a human being is important and deserves to be celebrated. In this episode, we talk about why your context is a key ingredient in the stories you have to share with the world. Join us as we celebrate Dedrin's involvement in the Subsume Summit, empowering the creative workforce of tomorrow with real sustainability today. Hello and welcome to Cheat Codes. Ah, sorry, my explorer is not muted it's gonna do that okay there we go i stopped it i fixed it it's done it's over <laughs> how is everybody doing today i am your host jen mack here the global director partnerships person of wiggy and i am here with dedrin who is here from subsume who i'm so excited to talk to um and has an amazing 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 project he's working on so just i'm just gonna hand it over and can you tell us what you've been up to well, howdy, y'all, and, and thanks so much, Jen. I appreciate the time and, and opportunity to be with you and, and, and the Wiggy folks. And I am Dedrick Sneed, and I am the founder of Subsume here in Atlanta, Georgia. And, at, and Subsume is a creator-based platform uh, that's the intersection of technology, creativity, and community. And we use things like video games and animation and art to tell stories about uh, history, culture, and how we can all create things together. And you have a big event coming up this weekend um, to celebrate an amazing, amazing big holiday. Um, So can you tell us a little bit more about all of that? Oh, absolutely. And so we have a holiday festival that we'll have as a virtual event here this year called Creative Juneteenth. And that's in in honor of the the Juneteenth holiday that that just became a, a federal holiday here. And so, of course, taking an opportunity to not only celebrate that, but also celebrate the creative experience and an accomplishment of, of, of the day and, and look at ways that we can all find ourselves and, and be empowered in solidarity for a positive change. And just look at how we tell stories through technology, uh, through our interaction, through our fandoms and through the communities that we all share. So we're, we're excited to have three days of programming that goes from a, a virtual space um, but also gives a lot of great points of interactions, uh, education, but also a lot of fun. And so we're excited to, to, to bring all these things together and, and share it with everyone. That's awesome. Now, what was the catalyst that, promote, that, that prompted you to create this event? Because it sounds like very, very like emotional, creative, just energy all around it. So what was the, what was the thing that you were like, we need this? Yeah, so... Um, in, in years past, uh, the holiday or the idea of Juneteenth's um, been very regionalized or, you know, to some point, I maybe didn't have the same national resonance that you know, we're seeing it come into right now. So for myself growing up in the South, uh, Juneteenth was was more of a, a local holiday. It was something that we kind of celebrated in church, um, you know, make some acknowledgement to, um, you know, to the, uh, the abolition movement and um, and the um, 
and end of the day and pretty much the, the parts of maybe one step towards um, freedom for uh, for the enslaved people. But it really wasn't any more than that. Um, going into uh, a lot of the, the social change and climate that we have now, I think there's been uh, a big awakening of, of what this holiday really means, uh, what it means for Americans and some, but particularly for African-Americans. And so we've always tried to figure out the ways to, to highlight marginalized story. So the thing that we look for subsume is that we look for things that are kind of hiding in plain sight and figure out how can we create things around it to illuminate uh, sometimes lost history or sometimes look to make a, a futuristic version of, of something in, in honorarium or an appreciation. And so the idea of Juneteenth itself uh, being a celebration of freedom and, uh, and liberation, uh, we try to think, you know, in a communal, in a community sense, what's more free than art, what's more free than gaming, what's more free than uh, a sense of, of being able to define yourself, accept it for who you are and, and have the, the chance to really be limitless in your future. Uh, we see that so much in, in the digital way that we see ourselves and, and now communicate. So that's where we came up with the space of creative Juneteenth, where we took a creative lens to say, you know, these are the ways that we can be included. These are the ways that we can be heard. And these are the ways that we can honor and celebrate uh, the legacy that Juneteenth itself has. And so while Juneteenth is just one, one um, mainly one day, which is uh, June 19th, of course, we wanted to take the weekend to be able to, to lead into conversations, uh, find spaces that we could share and celebrate together, and then reflect into the, into the next day, which is Father's Day. And so it's a way to have a great community sense, but all of us be able to engage in our fandoms and, and learn about, again, what really makes us more together than apart. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, just I need to like soak that in a little bit. <laughs> that was really good. Um, and I I love the discussions that are happening to you as someone who didn't grow up knowing what Juneteenth was or or the history or the context behind it. It's um it's really amazing to see. Uh, from my context, I'm I'm a Korean American, so I grew up with a different historical context on what America taught. So just having that that understanding of of seeing your national like your celebrations being recognized on like a bigger scale is just like amazing. Like that's just and then to take that and to put it into something positive and creative and and just a big celebration across the arts is 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 really cool. So when does when does the Creative Juneteenth Summit start? So it formally starts at seven o'clock on Friday. And so we'll be opening with a, a cool panel. Uh, Marvel's Black Panther had a, a written anthology uh, that had a lot of, of, of new voices and traditional voices uh, in writing that basically imagined the world around that, that fantastic Marvel movie. And so it was a way to culturally reflect on the same way that Black Panther was a, a good point of, of what we consider Afrofuturism or the idea of seeing a, a fantastic version of Africa, the African-American and diaspora experience. Um, it, Marvel gave, I think about 16 writers, a, a shot of just making uh, a canonized part of, of Wakanda. So telling other stories that maybe wouldn't have made it to a comic book, but would have been uh, culturally appropriate um, to, that you would have seen from, from that universe. And so we've got several of the, of the writers as part of that to kind of look at like a reimagining, you know, something that 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 kind of exists now in a in a in a, uh, in a fandom space. 
but in the same way to kind of kick off, you know, Juneteenth has always existed, but now we get a new realization right. of, of what this means now that we all share this holiday together. And, and then from there, we'll, we'll go into a, uh, into our virtual space and get a chance to enjoy uh, an NFT auction. Uh, we'll have some music from a, from a world group called Currents FM. So we partnered with them to bring in like, uh, you know, a new kind of club vibe into this digital space. And it's just to get people uh, excited and, and able to meet each other. And in this digital space, we ha- it works very much like a traditional convention. So for our game, our, our gaming uh, family here, if you're familiar with like Sims, World of Warcraft, or things like that, that work as like a as a uh, as an MORPG type of uh, environment. Then it, you create your own avatar and you get to walk around and talk and, and meet people in a fun and safe space. But at the same time, we've got comic book vendors. We've got games you can play from independent artists. Uh, we, we've been having a movie uh, run that Friday night uh, into Saturday and maybe Sunday. Um, so you're able to go in this space and, and enjoy um, a lot of independent creativity. And so we'll have that all the way until uh, eight o'clock on Sunday. We'll close. Uh, we'll close our with our final ceremonies, but then also close our Juneteenth NFT program. And so it's a way for us to just really experiment and just celebrate together. Just come and, and have conversations and uh, and figure out collaborative ways to to game and and enjoy enjoy each other uh, for it. Awesome. That sounds like, I love the celebration because I think often when we talk about um, the issues of marginalized folks that we've talked about before, we're so focused on the suffering and we're so focused on the problem. And I, I love, um, and that's one of the reasons I loved connecting with you is because we're kind of on the same wavelength in that we need to, we need to just, we aren't, we get it. <laughs> we know, we know what's going on. And now it's time to just figure out how to elevate the positives and the creativeness and kind of get, so what are some of the stories that you've seen come out of this type of creative kind of um, space, just in the work that you've done that you might not have seen if, if someone wasn't given that opportunity to, to tell their story or use their voice that way? I think that's a great question. Uh, I think what we really get a chance to see is that there are so many creative people that don't know that they're creative and get a chance to to really just tell their story. I mean, we have a a lot of people that um, from a technical background, no design game, but they don't think they're you don't think that's creative. You know, they're looking at the same the back end that, you know, I have this idea and I make this thing. But, oh, I don't know how to make it look pretty. But it's so fun. And we want to know about how you build it, because the same way that you design or develop something, that's a creative process. And that's why we always use the, the lens of creativity to really try to connect with folks. Uh, the same way that if you build a business, right? You're building something that doesn't exist, except in your mind and you visualize how you make that and you make it. And so it's a creative process that you have to do to even uh, create a startup. So we use startup culture. We use technology also to, to break down those silos but we always find a lot of times that technology people don't feel creative and creative people don't feel like they understand technology. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it's, you know, more than you think, you know. And I think it's just hearing and being affirmed that you can create, that you don't have to wait for permission uh, to be part of spaces. And then I think the really cool part is I feel like, again, there's more solidarity in our spaces than, than we think. We were all on social media. We all get inundated. Uh, by by what seems like there's nothing but I say bad news seems to win more than good, right? We right. have to sift through 
a lot of things to get to where we feel like we're safe, we're recognized, and we're appreciated. Um, I think part of this, like for example, we have a panel with um, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, you know, that we've worked with with Sassoon over the past couple of years. But uh, likewise, we're talking about Juneteenth, but only a couple of months prior here in Atlanta, of course, there was a, you know, there was a national tragedy of, of lives lost, uh, taken, unfortunately. Um, but at the same time, we're able to kind of showcase, you know, our solidarity to the Asian American community. Likewise, it's reciprocated here during yeah. Juneteenth. So we get a chance to kind of say, you know, we all realize that it's a shared community in the same way that you were there for us. We want to be there for you. And again, I think it's just yet another way to reaffirm that that all this stuff really is the same. We, you know, we we love games, we love toys, we love anime, we love all these same parts. And I think it's just when we look at the things again that that can bring us together in shared space, then that's where change can happen. And yeah. so we want everybody that comes through the Subsume Summit uh, for Creative Juneteenth or any other programs that we have. We're always wanting to know what's your story and how can we hear more of it. And so we want it to be an inviting space that, yeah, that that can really just make it a space where you can feel free to create and feel free to be part of the conversation. It's not to say everything has to be agreed upon, but it's to say that we want you to to be your best creative self because we feel like that socially and emotionally and financially um, gives you that point of authenticity. So not to ramble anymore is just to say that. You know, we we want the we want community in the most um, authentic sense, right? Mm-hmm. We we want you for who you are and as you are, and so that's the thing that we try to have all these different events to experiment because not everyone likes everything, but we think we have something for everyone, and so that's what we're trying to build with Subsume Summit and our brand of uh, creative inclusion, Subsume. Yeah. So can you tell us more about the brand subsume and just in general and like how, and I, not to ignore, I do want to, I love that, um, obviously bias, but the Asian American discourse too, because mm. I think it's a, just to piggyback off that a little bit. Um, it's very, very important for us to understand that the loudest ones aren't always the right ones on all sides. And that by digging through that, you can find how much we Asian American community and the black community have actually collaborated a lot over history and like the things that we've brought together, like anime, like anime, kung fu movies, like, I mean, there's, there's just so much there that we have in common that focusing on that, I think is just, again, just, we understand the problem and the suffering. We need to move past that. We need to be focusing on how do we collab? How do we come together? How do we cooperate? Um, But anyway, so thank you. (laughs) Just, Um, so can you tell us more about Subsume the brand and, and some of the things that we can see in the future for, for what y'all are doing? Oh, great. So uh, Subsume is a not-for-profit um, brand, but we, we work on, on two sides. So we work um, to do the good work of workforce development for creative and technical careers, uh, particularly focusing on K-12. So we want to make sure that youth and the young at heart uh, get a chance to find their creative selves you know, early and often. Right. We want we want to find ways for kids uh, that maybe don't have access to resources, don't have access to opportunities or maybe just don't have the, the support system in space to um, to take those next steps that they want to be. Um, particularly knowing that we, we have a great technology acumen among our our team and the things that we work on. But we want to be creative technologists. Right. We want to we want to have a, a mutual understanding of both. And by doing so, be able to build things and build projects 
that attracts talent that shows and teaches um, shows and teaches how to be to be innovators instead of just consumers. And then in that sense, how can we make you be your best creative self as whether that's as a as a business owner, as a technologist, as a creative or just as a decent human being? We just we just want you to find something of value in the work that we do. So in doing that, we're very project based. So we make comic books, we make applications, we make video games, and we look to make that in collaboration with the people that we're trying to serve, as well as showing businesses that uh, that are trying to close the digital gap or understand that there's opportunities in hiring for minorities, for women, for LGBTQIA plus and other marginalized voices and show that by looking for that talent, because that's where talent is not because that's a checkbox or because that's right. this 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 highlighted month mm -hmm. that you're doing yourself and your community the best of service. Yeah, I think that's really important understanding the difference between creating a safe culture and then just checking off and you know right. parts of a box that you're like okay we need this type of person this type of person but really figuring out the context of those people and how to create a culture that that allows them to grow. And I think Subsum's doing an amazing job in just having the conversations, creating spaces and doing all of those things. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you said you guys create comic books and video games, and is that more like the indie scene? Are you creating them for a specific, specific like audience or, or how, how can people support you in all of the things that you're doing? Oh, great. So right now we're very independent focused. So we're looking at trying to tell stories from from creators uh, and ourselves that we may not see in what we consider traditional or mainstream events. That's not to say that we don't involve in those. I mean, we love everything that comes on Netflix. I love every, you know, I, I go to the, the same trial and target and, and try to collect likewise Marvel and DC and, uh, and all the, all the name brand Disney, what have you are, uh, you know, are we're fans and we appreciate that. But when we say when we're, it's time for us to create and it's time to make, we feel like we have so many stories within our community that, you know, it's it's hard to even pick, you know, what stories are are or are, uh, are, should be at the front of the line. Mm. Uh, with that, we we work mainly in comics um, as print media, because in a good way, it involves a lot of, of different talents and, dif and disciplines to create. It's a you know physical um, product at the end. And it's something that from an educational standpoint is very translatable. So with that, we work on a couple of fantasy projects, one called Sorghum and Spear, which is uh, our, our pitch line is like uh, is that it's uh, it's girls that beat up monsters. So if you like like Black Panther fighting against fantastic uh, monsters and it kind of works in that sense. Uh, we also tell science fiction and fantasy tales like Soul Nebula, uh, Armitus, which is about young kids that are trapped in the future and have to use STEM to try to get back home to their parents. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the the fun and fantastic things for kids like Battle Before Bedtime and, and other programs like that. So uh, that said, we are uh, we're very project oriented. You can find our projects at Subsume Life. Uh, the word Subsume is spelled S-U-B-S-U-M-E. Uh, that English word means to be included. So it's a way of being included without effort. So it's the idea of we're diverse and we're inclusive by the work that we do, which we hope is the good work of, uh, of talent in our community. And with that, you know, the subsumed summits that we hold, uh, we hold at least three times a year with sessions in between and and look at just simply engaging and, and empowering creators wherever we can find them. Hey, that's awesome. I, I like how because 
one of the things I've learned a lot in this work that I do is that uh, the content creation spaces mm. as of right now are still kind of separate, but as technology moves in and as it gets more accessible and as it evolves, we're now starting to see like gamified content, for example, or like things where like tech is meshing with like, you know, or, or how do I want to say this? Like gaming tech is meshing with like live creative content. So for example, this kid's show that my, my kid watches mm-hmm. is a live streamed animation CGI using motion capture and the Unity engine to create a live stream experience for kids that is similar to like the variety shows we had when we were younger, right? Like the Muppet mm-hmm. shows and stuff like that. Um, but it's all live streamed and done in real time and gamification of that is necessary to make that content happen. Mm. And so in this space, you're seeing a lot of like gaming people coming in with like television production people or like comic book artists. And so um, what would you like to see from the industry? Um, Not necessarily like naming names or anything, but just like, what would you like to see from the industry as a whole that you think is lacking that would really help with the mission that Subzoom has? That's a great question. and. Uh, that's it's so many layers to that onion I think that (laughs) you know I think at the core of it it's uh it's accessibility because I think that's the biggest problem right now that Mm. that traditional media is very consolidated it's very top heavy it's very corporate it's very not a welcoming place to to change and and to people that that traditionally haven't filled those roles. Mm. So I think being able to just simply make it where people can can work and be their creative selves and not have to live in a specific city, mm. not have to have a certain level of income to not be a starving artist mm. and not have to work on the same projects over and over and over because there's a you know, there's non-creative people or maybe people that maybe don't aren't aware or cognizant of the cultural shift that America's in, that tastes change and are diverse and different, and that change and diversity is is a multiplier of uh, of good story and of financial success. It's not in detriment of. So mm. I think access and 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 availability and to to be in those spaces without without that much sacrifice, right? Because we, yeah. we tell we, we all hear that story. Like if we look at you know, you kind of go off genre a bit, like an, an actor or an actress that has to move to Hollywood and has to be a waiter or a waitress for years until they're discovered. Right. So we, we want to stop that that starving artist mentality. Like we don't want to have people have to wait, wait for their time to have their story told. Mm-hmm. But we just we hear so many stories about people that wait and the stories never get told. Yeah. And and so I think in that sense what we really want to do is just make it where we're going to break those barriers down. We don't want, we don't want artists uh, or gamers or anyone, you know, that, that is good at their craft to have to go in debt to prove it. Right. Mm. We, you don't, we don't need a piece of paper to say you're great at coding. We can just let you be great at coding and put you in a position to make the thing that you want to do. Right. If you're great at gaming or you're great at shoutcasting or you're great at developing, let's just get you to that point. And so it's the idea of being able to 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 make those conversations happen earlier in careers and to make them in, in a way, in a space that they're sustainable and not um, exploitive, uh, exploitative. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah. And, and, and are done from a sense of, of, of sustainability. Mm-hmm. Right. And as so uh, just knowing I've went through every part of that as a, a creative and as an artist, the wrong way. And in the majority of my career, I think that's really what made me realize the opportunity for something like a subsume that could, and it could interject in those conversations earlier and more often mm-hmm. that we can kind of, sh- we can change that model, you know? And I think just lastly, the pandemic proved right. That, and someone said it well is pretty much most of our life could have been, you know, most of our work life can be summed up in an email, right? We don't have to sit in a cubicle side by side and do things to be watched and make things happen. Right. Like the entire world was at home for a year. And for the most part, things are, uh, you know, it didn't, we didn't fall into chaos. Right. Right. So it's the idea, at least from a workforce development standpoint, that's great because now you get to be a great artist in Latin America and have a shot at working at on working on a, a program that could be a life-changing amount of money versus where if you could only work where you live. Right. So that's where we want to make sure that artists understand, you know, the access and availability right now is unprecedented. But if they still can't get past the same societal or economic or socioeconomic in that sense barriers to to get where they want to get creatively then we're doing we're we're doing a disservice and so we want to be of service with subsume to make sure that folks can connect with uh you know with their passions and and what they want to create that's beautiful yeah i think you made a really good point that the pandemic kind of showed us all that it can be that way if we want it to be right right um and the access that yeah even just if you look at like conventions the access to conventions the access to content the access to just networking it was it was all kind of forced into this online space and but to your point some people don't even have access to that and that's that's kind of um that's a really good point one of the questions we had from chat was if you have any programs that are geared towards autistic children and their parents? No, that's a great question. And thank you so very much. So as a, a parent myself of a child on the spectrum is, you know, that that fits right into our wheelhouse. So short answer is we are pioneering that type of program with Georgia State University. Uh, we just brought in our very first uh, neurodiverse um, intern uh, this semester. And so what we're working on is trying to figure out um, workforce development in that space. And to speak specifically to this student, absolutely brilliant um, editor and animator. Uh, the problem or his opportunity was that the interview process, particularly um, filling out computerized uh, responses, his responses, his response time didn't really meet those means that an automated HR system of filling the stuff out really didn't judge him based on what his capacity was. Mm-hmm. So a lot, so uh, we worked with um, the um, internship department there at Georgia State University, particularly in their Creative Media Institute and found like this was had been an opportunity for him the past couple of years. And so what we were working on is not only, you know, did we bring him in as, as our first intern this year uh, coming to our yearly program, but we're looking to develop a program with his support as a case study to kind of showcase how from creative career and standpoint, how can we use this to empower neurodiverse or, uh, or uh, differently able kids to find themselves as part of, of the gaming community and the animation community, and basically in this point of transmedia. And so with that, you know, we're trying to make it where the opportunities to work remote, to, to work and be able to have workforce development in that sense, 
can take away a lot of those barriers. But to have that human element to understand that there are different needs, there are different opportunities for different people and that we're not leaving anybody behind. So when we're talking about being inclusive, that again, we're not looking just ethnically, you know, we're not just looking uh, from points of gender or points of orientation, but we are looking at neurodiversity as part of that. So that's absolutely a great question. And, and I'm hoping in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm doing this as a, a way that we have that as, as a points of accessibility for all. That's amazing. I, my son is also on the spectrum. And then I have two nephews that are also on the spectrum. Mm, yeah. So it's a very big topic for me as well. Um, I, I often get the, oh, well, that, I'm sorry. And I go, no, there's something he, he is the way he is. And that's beautiful. Right. And it's great. Um, my son actually wants to be a train engineer when he gets older. So we've done a lot of train simulation games and like, mm. um, like rolling line and, ta- and, and things on the computer to teach him how trains work from the inside so that he has that knowledge as he gets older uh and so gaming and just everything has just been a really good outlet for him so that's beautiful to to know that there are people out there that are thinking about the future of my child and and, on all of our children and and on the spectrum as they become adults because that's a very big lacking space of support so that's beautiful as a mom of an autistic child i appreciate the work you are doing to help inclusivity for these individuals as a comment from the chat so oh, uh, oh, thank you and just to uh, kind of interject one of our, our kids projects uh called sky skippers uh features a uh, an autistic uh autistic uh lead and we'll probably be releasing that probably around february or march of this uh, next year you know during autism awareness month uh, so that's been something we've been working on for years. But uh, just in a real sense, you know, we are looking at, you know, and, and I think to maybe clarify for our projects on Subsume, we're, we really try to make a, a point to, to tell stories from uh, from underrepresented voices. Where, again, I mean, you got to get this point, looking at neurodiversity, uh, looking at differently able characters, uh, looking at making sure that we have uh, women and and um and represented and you know protagonists, but also that we have it as part of our workforce. So not that we just have it as representation on the front of the screen, right. but also that in our workforce and in the people who are creating this, that we're doing our best to have those type of authentic stories um, and representation in our workforce. So that's really, again, a core value of Subsume. And, and again, what we try to be very intentional in at least making those efforts and, uh, and inviting the questions like these to make sure that yeah, we're, we're meeting the needs of all of our community. Mm, mm, absolutely. That is wonderful. Uh, it's so, it's so refreshing to talk to people that understand like the full, like incorporation of what diversity and equity means. And it's not just checking off a box or like hitting certain, certain checkpoints, I guess. Right. Um, there really is a bigger picture to it all because all of us have a very different context. Um, and, and that can manifest in, very different ways. So what are some of the things that you're looking to do um, that you do in your own in, in Subsume that helps you find the people that you're looking for when you're looking to take on interns or you're looking to take on? Because I know you mentioned that one of the things that this individual is having issues with is just like the, the computerized things and, and they were bypassing the, the, the actual like work ethic and talent that this person has. Um, so what are some of the things that you look for in a potential um, intern or worker or employee when you're when you're looking to add on to your own company? That's a great question. I think we look more, uh, I think the way that I look at the world, I look for story, right? Like, mm-hmm. is there is there a story 
to story here. When looking at easy qualifiers, everyone has a story, right? But what what can we do to be the the turning part or champion, you know, for this person? And and we ask not what can you do for us, but what can we do for you? Mm-hmm. And so and and talking with them, and, and we actually just talked today. It was more about what are the things that you like to do? How can we make a project or program that best utilizes the thing that you feel like you're the best at, right? So that we can put you in a position of strength, you know, when we're asking for programs and and having check and having check-ins through the uh, the, through the semester. Mm. So with that, we want to align with um, align people with projects that directly uh, connect their passion, right? So the idea of this one was whether or not this semester we're going to work on a video game or we're going to work on an animation. So kind of so our intern's first assignment was really to make a list of all the things that you're good at, and then also make a list of all the projects that you turn in as capstone for the prior two semesters, and then we'll come back with a conversation that with him and ideally two other interns that we're uh, still interviewing for at Georgia State that will then make that our capstone project. Because in a good sense, being a startup, we get a chance to really work in on anything, right? We obviously have you know financial and, and viability, sustainable things that we have to keep in track, but um, we don't want interns just to pour coffee, right? We don't want this to be a checkbox experience for either of us. You know, we'd rather come across, particularly as creatives, that we're getting up every morning and we're making something that we love. Mm-hmm. And so at least a sense of making something that puts us another step forward to our dream project. And so really for interns, we're just looking for that passion and that spirit. Is the things that we're working on, are these the things that at the end of the day, would you work on this if it wasn't a job, right? Like, mm-hmm. what do you work on when you go home? That's, that's what we want to be making. We don't want we don't want to put you in a box and then you're oh I'm so glad to be done with this project now I get to work on the thing I want to work on. Right. I've worked that job and I've been in that place and I've worked for those companies and and I look at it with but nothing with but regret. I don't I don't give it the the nice answer. Well, I was happy to be here. No, I wasn't happy to be there. I should have been working on my dream project over here. Where would I be if I put that energy towards making time and talent for the things that I'm passionate about? And so at the end of that, we're looking at internships um, and interns in that sense that we can have that conversation with for a long time. And in a good way, um, our earlier cohort, um, you know, we still work with on a consultant basis, on a paid consultant basis. And then lastly, on that, we pay our interns. Right. We we don't do uh, we don't do free labor. We don't do we don't do that. And, I can't do, I wish I could do the, uh, the chat with Bozerverse. Like we don't do that here. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we won't, we want people to understand that their time and talent has a value, whether that's a financial value or time value um, or in a community and cultural value. Right. So we want artists to not come into our studio thinking less than, right. Um, we want to make sure. And again, that's playing games. We, we do all that. And again, we're huge gamers. We, we're developing a game as we speak. Um, the thing is to, that we use the, the language of gaming and things like that to have better conversations and learn about each other. Um, I think, again, the more and more that we get into this digital sense, um, this digital way of connecting, you know, it's a, it's a way to find authenticity. But we got to make that we got to make that happen with intent and with effort. Yes. So just just trying to do that on a daily basis. That is amazing. I want to come intern for you. <laughs> um no that's a good point though is a lot of people we we start off like we go to school and then we are basically expected to do unpaid labor 
in order to prove that we did the thing at school if, if we can even get to the school, right? There's a lot of steps that end up going into a lot of corporations end up falling into this trap of like, oh, well, we can maximize our profits this way and maximize, but what are you doing to the culture, right? What are you doing to like the the environment around you and how right. how can you make it better? I think that's great. Um, one more question because oh, I want to take up all your time, but no. what advice would you give to the younger version of you like let's go back 10 15 years i guess when you first realized that whatever you're doing now at that moment was not the thing that you wanted to do what advice would you give to that version of you because they're probably watching right now ah uh, that's fun that's, a, that's such a good question um what i would tell 10 years ago me it's it's two parts but i feel like hopefully it's the same sentiment is do not wait for permission. Nobody's going to call you and say, "Hey, I see that you're you're the you're the um, undiscovered gem we've been waiting for. Come with us, All right?" It, 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 it's it's not that's not how the world works. And and then I say that to say that in waiting for permission, um, I'm not preparing myself for the the best the best that I can be. Right. I'm preparing myself for the best I can be for somebody else. Mm. And that's a dangerous, dangerous way to live the most precious thing that you have, which is your time. And so I would say to 10 year old me, run, get up and run to your passion. Like, do not do not stop. Um, Do it every day because you don't know which which day is the last day. And I, I would honestly say, like. I would just tell myself, yeah, it, you can do it. I mean, it, it's not even that you can do it, but you can, you can enjoy the, uh, the journey. Right? I, I think a lot about the creative journey. I think for a lot of us, we're looking at it. We're looking at a destination like, oh, I got to have, I want this award. I want this house. I want this location. I want this title. Yeah. And, and just knowing that in a good sense as a creative, I've, I've seen close enough to that mountaintop to understand that it's no different than the bottom, right? The people at the top wish they were somewhere else they could climb or wish they could jump off where they're right. from. They don't want to be <laughs> so there. Um, I think it's the idea of people, it's the journey. It's the people that you meet along the way. And it's what can you do to make yourself the person that you want to be? And it's not asking for permission to be that, to be that. Cause I, I just, again, I just know for a fact too many good opportunities um, that I could have made for myself mm-hmm. that I let pass by asking somebody to, to, to allow me to, to have it. And so again, it's the danger of waiting for permission to be great. That's, that's my motto the rest of my days, right? Is mm-hmm. that we're not here to, uh, we're just simply not here to do anything else, but to, but to create, um, you know, create relationships, create, create art, create um, communities. Right. And mm. I mean, and then gaming, it, it just, is such a great um, equalizer and, and uh, author of, a, of that exact sentiment. That's why we love games so much. Mm. We love video games so much. It's when you pick up that controller, you're equal you're equal to it's not it's not a less than it's not even a greater than you know um yeah it's a it's a great point of equality so 
when we see inequality in gaming, that's why it hurts so much. Because this is supposed to be the place that we're equal. We're all the same. We all can speak the same language. We all have the same goal. Get to the end of this mission. Get to the end of this level. Collect this amount of things. We all understand the rules. The game, the rules aren't, we play the same video game. We buy the same game. It's not different rules for me and different rules for you. Society's like that. Right. Unfortunately, um, a lot of our realities are like that. But gaming's not like that. So again, when we see inequality in gaming, it, it hurts the most, all right? Like this is supposed to be the equalizer, right? Right, so, right. So that said, I mean, that uh, rambling flashback is, yeah, you we, we, can't, we can't afford to wait um, to be our best selves. Mm. So I will say be great today. And mm. it doesn't take much, doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't, it doesn't, it takes more, it takes what you've got. And if right. you give it up, you, you'll get where you want to be. Thank you so much. That's great advice. Like, great. I think a lot of us go through life just so used to people telling us what to do and how to live and, and kind of do the thing that we all, to a certain point, because I this, I ask this question to every person that I talk to, basically. Yeah. And and it's a, a lot of it's similar answers. Like, don't wait for permission. Don't just go out and do the thing because no all the people around you that are trying to give you that permission probably don't understand what's going on in your heart anyway. They don't understand that feeling that you have. That's like, no, I need to do this instead. Right. Right. And the most dangerous, well, not another, not the most, but another dangerous thing that you can in that same sense is taking advice from somebody who's never done what you're trying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. The people who have, who are afraid of, of whatever that thing is, are the people who will speak to you the loudest and most prominently and in that part there. Obviously there's risk, you know, there's points of, of self-care and self-awareness, but at the same time, you know, and it's not even that you're young, it's just the idea of like, it, this is why you're here. You get that one shot. I wouldn't, yeah. I'd be very cautious to take advice again. You know, it's the, don't trust a skinny cook, right? right. Like, <laughs> that's, you can't do it, right? Do you yeah. why why what why, why do they know about good food right right <laughs> it's uh you know why do they know about the thing that they're supposed to be doing every day um you know are they not good at it they don't you know it's it's you should start questioning so yeah. that's the other part to that if anything else is yeah you can't listen to folks that don't know that, that they aren't doing in practice what you're trying to do right and and those are sometimes the loudest critics as well right the, right. the you know <laughs> That's who's most vocal. And, you know, it's it's part of it's uh, again, it's it's not fear for you. It's fear for them because it'll be your success is a realization that they 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 could have done what you did. Right. They is rather let us both be be in this one space together and neither of us have to worry about what we lost versus being absolute absolutely uh, shell shocked that somebody tried something and, and succeeded. Yeah. And you and you were not almost not too afraid, but you didn't um, put yourself in the position to uh, to at least make that progress. So that's it. Absolutely. That was this beautiful advice. Thank you so much. And thank you <laughs> just for it was so nice to connect with just such an amazing person. Like you're just an amazing person. I'm so glad that you uh, 
gave us your time and came on the show and talked about all the amazing creative things you're doing. So if uh, you're catching this live, you're catching this VOD, make sure you go to subsumesummit.com and check out Creative Juneteenth Summit that they're holding this weekend. It's going to be an amazing space of creativity and celebration and just like awesomeness. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add before we, we head out? No, no, that, that's it. I think right now, us just wanting to invite and engage with everybody over this holiday and, and stay uh, tuned and connected uh, uh, with you and, and the Wiggy family is, is all we can ask. So thank you all so very much. I appreciate the time and opportunity to chat. Thank you. And we will see you next time on Cheat Codes every third Wednesday of every month where we talk about a different topic that has to do with uploading your game career. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Cheat Codes, a podcast powered by Wiki, where we bring mentorship to you. To connect with the Women in Games International team or any of our guests, be sure to visit our website, getwiggy.com, or keep in touch through social media at getwiggy, G-E-T-W-I-G-I. To participate in the creation of Cheat Codes, be sure to follow our Twitch channel at GetWeggy and turn on notifications so you don't miss an opportunity to interact with our mentors in real time and have your actual questions answered. Until next time.